Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 230 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's an exciting show today because the World Championships have started. We're also announcing a new competition that involves learning a new skill. In the questions, we discuss how to keep new club members, how to get the most out of the Ping Skills website, some tips on preparing for a tournament, and how to play against left-handed attackers. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeff. And a little later time slot today, you know, got a bit more free time during the day. It's good. Let's Absolutely. See. I love it. We should do this more often at this time. I, I just yeah. need to... Um, Arrange how to free up uh, <laughs> free up the work situation. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. But um, it is an exciting show because, as I said, the World Championships have started. I think we should talk about that straight off the bat, the biggest event of this period besides the Olympics coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's and, an exciting uh, time for table tennis, isn't it? It is. And, you know, like a couple of things, like one is they're really going all out with social media, which is fantastic. Um, but two, like it's, it's almost too much. Like I, it's hard to keep up. You know, I, um, I was trawling through the, uh, through the videos and stuff yesterday. I was sitting there, sitting there watching some matches and, well, there's just, there's just too many matches. But, uh, you know, we are spoilt with choice there. So, Really important, guys, get on and get onto ITTV or wherever you watch things um, and just take in as much as you possibly can of the World Championships. So, um, you know, we've got such a wide variety of players playing. You know, we've got um, players from all over the world. Um, Schlager's back. Schlager um, played, won his match. Great to see. Um and he, I think he's seeing himself a little bit more as a, you know, as a mentor in the team. It's almost like a, a captain coach um, of the team. You know, he, he's he. I think he'll uh, he'll add a lot of stability to uh, to the Austrian team at this Worlds. Um, so yeah, a good addition. Um, China looks okay. You know, they they all look like they're uh, they're on track. Um, no hiccups. Um, it, it really early stages, but you know, some wonderful table tennis already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as Alois said, get on to ITTV, watch the live streaming. Uh, it's just great to watch and you'll learn things as, as you watch as well. So, um, yeah, check out ITTV and we'll keep you updated as things heat up and as we get closer to the business end and uh, it gets more exciting about who's going to win. So, yeah, stay tuned on the Ask the Coach show. All right, Alois. Um the other interesting thing we're doing on this show is we're doing a new competition about skill learning. Tell us a little bit about this competition. Yeah, so this has been inspired by Ben Larkham, actually. So Ben uh, has put uh, put up a video of himself um, doing the, uh, the bouncing the ball on the end of the bat. You know, we, we did see that um, earlier. Um, the ITTF put some things up with some of the top players um, doing doing that skill, so and it was a really interesting video he put up, wasn't it, Alloys? Uh, Ben's video, yeah, yeah, it was. There's some really pertinent points in there. Um, 
So if you haven't seen it, uh, go and take a look at that video of, uh, of Ben's and, uh, and learning the skill. But yeah, so this has inspired us to, to think about a couple of skills. And I suppose uh, Marcos Freitas um, here has inspired us as to the, the skills that um, we're going to focus on. So, so the two skills, are, one is um, hitting the ball up and back on the edge of the table. Um, and the other one is the spin catch. So where you spin the ball up and then catch it with your bat, um, which like just blows my mind. Um, so Marcos Freitas does it unbelievably well. Um, oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I will put a link up in the show notes to this video of Marcus Freitas and you'll see him doing both of these, the, the bouncing the ball off the side of the table. He's, he's doing it like it's just bouncing the ball on his racket and the yeah, spin so that catch one. That one, that one looks really simple. Like you know, you say, oh yeah, that yeah, that that's all right. You know, like it looks okay. Tried to do it, like no chance. I was getting ones and twos. Um, exactly, it's it's yeah. really difficult. And um, so so what we're going to do, Alloys, is for thirty days, we're going to practice like five minutes a day, and just see how how we can improve. Okay, so. Yeah, spend five minutes, that's all it takes, every day practicing a skill. If you're uh, watching this, we just want you to pick one of the skills. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do the bouncing the ball against the table. Alois, you're going to do the spin catcher? I'm going to do the spin catcher because that just blows my mind. Like, you know, um, yeah, it's it looks so impressive. Um, and yeah. It'd be an interesting experiment because I just don't think that I will ever be able to do it. You know, I'm how old am I? Fifty-one years old. You know, am I able to learn these skills? We'll see. That is a good question. We will find out. So, uh, what do we want people at home to do, and how can they get involved in this competition? Yeah. So, first up, you know, just um, start to practice these skills five minutes a day. Choose a skill that you want to do, either bouncing it on the side of the table or if you haven't got a table at home, you've got a bat and a ball, just let's try the spin catcher one. So the spin catcher one, uh, um, you spin the ball up using your bat and then try to catch the ball um, on your bat without it bouncing. So it goes spin up and then there but without the other hand. Okay, so yes. So that's what we're going to try and... Uh, as you can see, I'm not starting at a very high level. But that's the point, isn't it? We all start as beginners. So, um, yeah, take some, take some video of you doing it, post it to our Facebook page or put it up on YouTube and send us a link. And, um, yeah, so how are we going to decide the winner, Alois? Yeah, so we, uh, the winner will be the person that we think um, has, has the best effort during the month. Okay, so, um, yeah, the best effort during the month will win some prizes. So um, we're going to actually award three prizes, Jeff. We're going to award the yearly membership, a quarterly membership, and a monthly membership. So, um, yeah, to the three people that we think uh, have made the best effort in, um, in, this, uh, in the skill development. So, yeah, let's see. As judged by you and I, otherwise. Excellent. Yeah. So, yep, any questions, let us know. Yeah, to, uh, to win the prize, obviously, you need to be sending us videos regularly. Um, you need to be just, um, as, as Jeff said, upload them, share them to our Facebook page um, or, uh, or upload them to YouTube and send us a link um, so, so that we can uh, see your progress during the month. 
Absolutely. All right. Look forward to seeing you guys do it. And Alois and I will be posting videos regularly of our skills because let me tell you, at the moment, we are both terrible at those skills. So it yeah. will be interesting to see if five minutes a day for 30 days, if we can improve. Yeah, well, actually, we're going to do 31 because March has 31 days. So it's, we're, going, we're starting tomorrow, 1st of March, and, um, and going from there. Perfect. All right, sounds good. So get involved, everybody. All right. Now, Alois, what happened on this day in history? And now this is an interesting day because it doesn't happen yeah. that often. Yeah, it's exactly. And that's, and that's why it's pretty boring. Like there's hardly anything on, on this day because it only happens every four years. And that was probably the most exciting thing I found that February the 29th only happens once every four years. But um, we had some birthdays of some people that I've never heard of. Um, all right, give and, us a birthday and we'll see if anyone knows of them. Okay. So, Ja Rule. Okay. There ja you go. Rule. Let us know if you know who Ja Rule is. And... Rule, Rule, R-U-L-E. Ja oh. Rule. Yeah. Or it might be J-A Rule. I might be being a really big parent here. So, J-A Rule or Ja Rule. <laughs> who knows? Okay. All right. Well... I think that's enough of this segment for today. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> actually, actually, a couple of, couple of birthdays of people I know. So one is Trevor Hurth, who is actually the, the chairman of the um, ITTF para committee and one of um, our table tennis para squad. Happy eighth birthday to you, uh, Trevor. And, um, and also Barry Griffith, so a very, very famous New Zealand table tennis player, was also born on the 29th of February. So I'm just trying to think. He must be uh, 52. What's 52 divided by four, Jeff? Uh, 13. 13. He's 13 years old today. 13. Well, he's not 13 years old, but it's his 13th birthday. Happy 13th birthday, Barry Griffiths. Happy birthday, Barry, and happy birthday, Trevor. Excellent. All right. Now, Alois, our last Pink Sillas question of the day was related to the World Championships. Uh, we were asking which three women out of their five players will China use in the final of the World Teams Championships? What did people yes. suggest? So the five players in their team are Li Jiaojia, Ding Ning, Liu Xiwen, Chen Meng and Zhu Yu Ling. So everyone went for Ding Ning and Liu Xiwen and I would too. So Ding Ning and Lucy Wen, I think, are certainties to play in the final. Um, but we had a bit of a bit of a, yeah, change between the third third spot. So Zhu Yuling got uh, quite a few votes, and Chen Chen Ming also got a vote. But Li Jiajia, no votes, no votes for Li Jiajia. No votes for Li Jiajia. Yeah. Now she's okay as a player, I reckon. You like she is the current Olympic champion. So she's doing all right for herself, but unfortunately, no. Nah, by by our um, by our viewers, um, not going to be playing in the World Teams Championship final. Sorry, Lizzie. That is incredible. Uh, it just shows you how strong they are. And uh, they are just so, it's just so like just too strong, too strong, <laughs> too strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that moves us on to the pink question. Sorry. 
Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. There was there was an interesting result at the um at the World Championships. I forgot to mention earlier um, that um, Singapore just scraped home against the Ukraine. It was um, three two. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a really interesting result there by Singapore. Just scraping in. As you know, Singapore in two thousand and ten upset China. They were the last team to beat China. Um, at the World Teams Championships in the women's division. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Interesting. All right, well, that brings us on to today's Pink Skills question of the day, which is which three men out of the five players for China will they use in the World Team final? So the same thing as the last one, but for the men. So out of Ma Long, Fan Zendong, Zhu Xin, uh, Zhang Ziku and Fang Bo. Who is which three players are they going to play in the final? Yeah, this will be interesting. Let us know. Yeah, this will be an interesting response because once again, man, there's some going to be some pretty darn good players missing out on that world team final. Absolutely, absolutely. So jump onto our Facebook page, let us know, or onto the blog at pingskills.com. Love to hear your thoughts. Be interested, All right. Now, be interested yep. to know if anyone would leave Ma Long out. No one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> let Let's see. Let's see. You'd have to be crazy. I know the other players are really good, but you'd have to be crazy. All right. Uh, it's time for the questions. Let's uh, Let's move on to the first one from Ilya, who has jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q and A app and. Anybody can do this just by going to the Ping Skills website, scroll down the button, scroll down to the bottom, click on the Google Plus button, find the show, hit Q&A, ask your question. And Ilya says, I often notice the beginners come to our club a few times and never come back. How do we encourage them to stay and how can we attract more players in the weekly league? Wow, good, good question, but big question, Ilya. Um, we did actually do um, a bit of a special on on the Ask the Coach show a while ago. Some of the things that came out of that were, one, that the club needs to be a really welcoming environment. So it's really important that when these guys come to your club that they are made really welcome, that um, you find someone for them to have a practice with, that... Um, people talk to them, people encourage them, um, people, um, you know, get them involved and tell them what is available um, at the club. The second thing is to also have things available at the club for all levels. So it's pretty daunting for a new player to walk into a club and uh, and try to join in. The, Table tennis, you know, whereas it looks simple to start off with, you know, and the basics are simple, often when people come to a club... They then say, wow, look at all this that's happening. Look at all the different skills. I can't even return these people's serves and maybe they never come back. So it's important to, to encourage them and show them some, a little bit about the skills, tell them why uh, perhaps they can't return the serve, tell them those sort of really simple things um, and uh, and try to get them back. And have things there for them like, um, like some basic coaching, um, like a league for their their level. Again, if they join into a league and there's only, you know, a, f- a few grades, so A, B and C grade and all those players have been playing for 20 years at different levels, 
and suddenly they jump in and, and try to compete, it becomes really difficult. So, yeah, there's a couple of simple tips, but we'll also put a link to um, to the show where we did talk about um, the, the club environment with uh, Mark Taylor from the Warrnambool Club. So, um, yeah, we'll put that link on as well. Yeah, good advice. I think that's the key, Alice, getting them involved, making them feel like they're part of the club. As you said, if you just turn up and, and you can't return anyone's serve and you, you feel a bit intimidated, you might not come back. So you do need ways to get them involved and make them feel a part of the club. And like you said, coaching's a good way. Um, a league just for that, that level is good. Or even like a handicap competition where you play against different skill level players, but you get a head start or not, but just some way to make it uh, inclusive. Good question, Ilya. All right, next up, a Google Plus user called Tekken Moore has asked a couple of questions, Alice. Firstly, he says, how are you two so good at ping pong? Uh, yes, um, well, I am. Don't know about him, Tekken Moore, no. Um, so uh, years of practice, years of hitting, years of experience with it. You know, like when we started, we were exactly the same, couldn't hit the ball on the table. You will see by our skills that we will be displaying over the next month that we're just not, we don't, we weren't born with table tennis skills. Um, we're going to um, show you um, that it is all about um, just getting in there and, and practicing and practicing lots and lots, lots and more. Indeed. And the other question Tech and More has is, I just started playing table tennis. What kind of paddle do you think I should get? I want to stick to the basic shots but some advanced ones. This one. Um, yeah, so we've got, we've got a, a ping skills rook, which is um, a good basic bat. Um, it allows you to um, control the ball. It allows you to spin the ball. So the most important thing when you are looking for a bat is that, firstly, it's not too fast. Secondly, you see that it has um, the... Um, inverted rubber, so it's a flat surface, but it's got some sponge underneath there um, as well. And the surface is grippy, so you can probably hear that, hear that squeak. Um, so that grip then allows you to learn to control the ball and to spin the ball, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so make sure that's uh, that that you get something uh, with those properties. But really important, don't buy anything too fast if you're spending 150 dollars on a bat it is definitely going to be too fast get something um in a lower price range that you can control the ball with good advice hopefully that helps you out tech and more um and yeah anyone who wants the ping skills rook you can find it on the ping skills website pingskills.com uh next up a question from van who says i am a beginner I want to improve myself using the Ping Skills website. I do not know which training clip is best for starting and what is the step-by-step -step guide. So he says, thanks for your support. So do you have um, a guideline for Van Alloys on how to use the site? Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. I mean, we the, the site's sort of grown from, yeah, from very small to its pretty huge now and it can be a bit confusing when you when you jump into the site and there's so much free content on there the the thing we always say to players though is go to the strokes and techniques page that is your good starting point start at the top 
work your way down the strokes and techniques page. So we talk about the grip, then we talk about the basic strokes, and then we start to um, give you more advanced strokes. So that's a really good starting point. Start at the top of the strokes and techniques section and work your way down. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, and like you said, they're all in order. Um, So watch them in order. If you have any questions, you can leave a comment under the specific video or you can always go to the Ask the Coach page and ask a question. All right, good one, Van, and good luck going through those strokes and techniques videos. Um, Next up is a question from Matt, and Matt asks, can you give me some tips on preparing for an upcoming tournament that will take place for several hours? Some of the things I'm thinking about is nutrition before and during, as well as cardio preparation and on-the-table drills the week before. Yeah. So um, so for a tournament, um, the, the, I suppose the biggest thing you've got to have to understand is that you're usually there for a very long time. So um, you're usually there from 9 o'clock in the morning till 4 or 5 in the afternoon, especially if you start to do well. So one is to prepare your nutrition. Make sure that you take a water bottle, make sure you've got a water bottle, Um, make sure you've also got snacks available. Uh, Sometimes at those tournaments, there aren't uh, facilities for good food or good nutritious food. So make sure the day before um, you prepare all of that and pack that to go with you. Things like, I always used uh, liked fruit buns, things like um, that. small snacks uh, that you can keep, uh, that you can eat regularly during the day. Um, then the the week before, it's about thinking about the things that you do well and how to improve those or how to really consolidate those and go into the tournament feeling confident with those. So, for example, if you, if you rely on your backhand topspin, then that week before, do a lot of practice of service, and third ball with your backhand and, and practicing your backhand topspin. Um, do a lot of practice centered around that service and return of service as well. So, um, yeah, th- there's, some, there's some simple little things that you can think about um, in that preparation phase uh, just before a tournament. In our 52-week training plan that we have on the site as part of our premium membership, we go through the 52 weeks, but the last eight weeks are... Um, assigned to your tournament preparation. So those eight weeks, we start to think think you through and talk you through and work you through um, how to prepare for a tournament as well um, on the table. So, yeah, so lots of lots of good information on the site. Um, but uh, we've also, and there's also some blogs that we've written on tournament preparation that we'll put a link to as well. Excellent. All right, Matt, hopefully that helps you out. And As Alois mentioned, take a look in the show notes for some extra resources about preparing for tournaments. Uh, Next up is a question from Alexander who says, I lose against a left-handed player who improved his forehand topspin and he does fast sidespin balls to my mid-table and I can't block them because I'm not used to it. What is a general recommendation against left-handed attackers? I'm not telling you because... I'm a left-handed attacker, and no. Um, so against <laughs> against a left-hander that's got a really strong forehand, you know, one one thing is to is to limit his use of that forehand. That's the main thing. How do you do that? Well, 
one way is to play a lot of balls into the backhand side. That's that's one thing. But the other thing is that often left-handers or often most players with a strong forehand are very good on their pivot, you know, so getting around and playing the forehand from from the their backhand corner and middle uh, type areas. So sometimes going wide out to their forehand can be um, effective. And with your backhand now, so as a right-hander, with your backhand, if you go across court, then you're going to get that ball wide out to their forehand corner. That then exposes their backhand corner. So you play wide out to the forehand and then play the next one into their backhand corner. Um, so, yeah, so the general tactic is stay away from that strong forehand. Um, but how do you do that? Yeah, either go directly into the backhand or go wide forehand and then wide backhand to uh, to stop that forehand um, dominance. Yeah, excellent advice there. And another really good tactic is just try and attack first yourself. So don't let them attack at all. And again, you know, that's just practice, trying to keep the ball short. If you're serving, don't, don't serve the ball long so they can't get a good swing on it and then try and make the first attack yourself. All righty. Um, there you go. Um, we've got a few people watching the show live. Um, Mustache Tutorial says, hey, I'm a Brazilian fan, so thanks uh, for watching. Uh, Tekken Moore has asked quite a few questions, and he says, thank you. Um, thanks for answering my questions. And he also says, what is your main source of income? Is it your website or your YouTube channel? Both are great. Well, Tekken more really, I guess it's the, the, the website. So if you really want to support Ping Skills, get a premium membership. We've got so much information to help you improve your table tennis. Like Alois had mentioned there, there's a 52-week training plan that has uh, 52 masterclasses associated with each week. We've got a serving secrets course, receiving secrets course, match strategy, sports psychology, so much value. So if you're serious about improving your table tennis and want to support ping skills, try a premium membership. All right. Um, and he says, what do you use to edit your videos? Uh, we, good use question. we use Jeff. <laughs> we use Jeff, yes. So I edit all <laughs> the videos and I use the Final Cut Pro software. I find it's really good. So um, that's what we use. All right, Alois, it's been a big show. We've got um, the World Championships going on. We've got our new competition. Get involved with that, people. Pick one of the two skills and practice five minutes a day. Send us your videos, and we'd love to see the results. And as we mentioned, we'll be posting our videos, so keep an eye out for that. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And, uh, oh, we've got one more question. Man, people are watching everywhere. Let's just take this question. The... Astacidius, good, good. Astacidius says, "I'm a big fan of ping skills. I have noticed many videos of professional players making forehand flicks off one leg. However, during most tutorials, I found, including yours, both feet are firmly planted on the ground. Why is there a difference?" Yeah. So. In general, in general, uh, you want stability during your stroke. So you want to have both feet on, on the ground. Every now and then you will find that if the ball is wider, then you'll, you will actually jump um, at the ball and land on, uh, for the right hand of the right leg to, um, 
to make that flick. Um, if it's wide out to your backhand corner, you might jump onto your, your left leg and make it off off one foot uh, there as well. But it's, it's about balance. It's about time. Uh, when you've got more time, yes, you can be more balanced. But in a match situation, often you haven't got that time. You know, the ball's out wide. You jump in there and, and make that uh, make that flick. So that's, yeah, that's why. Theatacitis. Nice one. And I guess if you're trying to, you know, hit a winner, sometimes you're jumping into it to get a bit more power. And if you actually look closely at our tutorial in that last video, I kind of do that jump in flick. Um, so, yeah, have a look at that forehand yeah, flick. It's the, I think it's the, yeah, it's the very, the very last uh, flick that Jeff does on the forehand flick video. Yeah, have a look at that one. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes so you can take a look at that. All right, great show, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all your questions. Love answering them. And thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeffrey. And we will see you all tomorrow morning. Bit earlier than today. Indeed. See you, everyone. Bye.